may be seated, guys, and this morning I'm going to bring a message to you called, I Choose Presence Over Pressure. I Choose Presence Over Pressure. I believe that you and I can practice the presence of God to where we can become more aware of His presence than we are the problems that we face. You know, David said this in Psalm 23, He said, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Basically, what David was saying, it doesn't really matter what's going on in the valley because he is there. He is there. He is the biggest thing in the valley. And it is his presence... That as I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it is His presence that makes all the difference. Listen, folks. The presence that makes a difference for your victory in life, it is not the absence of problems. It's not the absence of pressures. It's not the absence of people. It is the very presence of God that makes all the difference in your life. The presence of a problem never trumps the presence of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and notice with me in verse 17. I like the way that Paul addresses the afflictions that he is facing. He says, for our light affliction, which is only momentary. In other words, it's temporary. And it's working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Let me just quote to you what the Amplified says. It's an everlasting weight of glory. See, the glory of God is a manifestation of the presence of God. It's an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations. It is a vast transcendent glory and blessedness that is never to cease. So Paul is saying that the affliction that I'm facing is seasonal. It's not forever. Behind every pressure, behind every affliction, my friends, is a greater presence of God that is available to you. It's greater than the attack. It's greater than the disease. For our great God never ever leaves His people nor forsakes His people. He is ever present, omnipresent, ready to show up and show out any problem that you and I face. So we know that He is omnipresent, yet His presence is not in manifestation all the time in people's lives. And so we must learn then to connect with His presence. How does this connection happen? How many of you know that most of life doesn't happen inside these walls? We come here, and we surely should expect a manifestation of His presence in church. We've had great presence already in this 9 a.m. service. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to sense His peace. 
It's wonderful to sense His healing. Now, corporately, the more that you and I acknowledge Him, the stronger His presence gets. The more not casual we are about coming together, the more manifestations we'll see in our midst. Amen? For he is not a, he is not a rewarder though of those that casually seek him. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we know that corporately. But what I want to deal with this morning is I want to deal with individually. What will help me? What will help us become more aware of his presence? What are ways that we can connect with Him to experience Him. Amen. You're not only saved on paper, you want to be saved where you feel something. You're not only healed according to the Word of God, how many of you want to be healed where you can feel it? I feel it in my toes. I feel it in my feet. Amen. Every day, throughout the day, here's a big key. Just take time to acknowledge Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I acknowledge your presence today. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. The psalmist said this in Psalm 119, verse 164. He said, seven times a day I praise you because of thy righteous judgments. Practice the presence of God by acknowledging him. He is there. He is here. He is doing awesome things for you. He's setting you up for some glorious things in your life. And when something happens that is good and you know is God, acknowledge it. Give Him praise. Has God done anything good for you lately? Well, let's lift our hands and thank Him for it. Glory to God. Practice His presence. Acknowledge Him. Talk to him. David did this. David was extremely conscious of him. David said things like this. You are my strength. You are my light. You are my joy. You are the God of my salvation. There was this heart-to-heart communication that was taking place between David and his heavenly father. You know, when Brenda was in the hospital, one of the things that we really relied on was his strength. She needed strength to go into her legs, strength to go into her her life so that she could get up and get discharged from that place. And we sang this song and we played it over and over and over again on that first Sunday that she was there. And it's a song we sing in church and it's called, You Are My Strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other reaches to me. In the fullness of your grace, in the power of your name, you lift me up. You lift me up. Hallelujah. He is your strength. He is your light. Now understand this, that David did not just say, you give me joy. You give me strength. You give me light. He personalized it. And he said, you are my 
You are my shepherd. You are my Lord. Come on, somebody. Is he your shepherd? Is he your strength today? Is he your light today? When you do that, you're acknowledging him. You're practicing the presence of God. And when you personalize it, it's a whole lot better to say it that way than say the big guy in the sky. The big guy in the sky lives in us. And so a part of us acknowledging him is also to proclaim, to announce, to state, and to declare. Say it with me, I declare the glory of the Lord. Over our lives. I declare the manifested presence, the manifested power of God, the manifested goodness of God. I declare in my life the presence of God, heavy with everything good, is upon me this day. Can you say amen? Amen. And so the presence of God is not inaccessible. The presence of God is very accessible. And we see in the Word of God that there are several connecting points. There are several ways to access the presence of the Lord. In John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Man, you guys are listening so good today. The Lord's helping us this morning. Just simply come to Him. What do you mean come to Him? You know when you open your Bible and you read the Word with an open heart, you're coming to Him? I don't know how I can get a hold of God. Open the Word. Read the Word. It's God speaking to you. Simply come to Him. John 7, verse 37 and 39. In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying... If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. I was at the A's game yesterday. There was a lot of drinking taking place. But it wasn't the kind of drinking that it talks about in John 7. Why do people drink so much? Because they're empty. And they're trying to fill an empty hole. Why do people drink so much? Because they're thirsty. Well, thank God We've got the eternal living God who will quench the thirsts of the world if they'll just come to Him. But you can be a believer and be thirsty. You can be a believer and be parched. And so this invitation is come unto me and not think, come unto me and drink. For he that believes on me, as the scripture has said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Lift up your hands and say, I just drink in. Oh, just take a deep breath. Drink in. I drink in of your presence. I drink in of your glory. I drink in. I draw near to you without fear. And I drink in of your love. I drink in of your joy today. Hallelujah. She says, let's draw near with a true heart in fullness of faith because our hearts have been sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body has been washed with pure water. James tells us this, come close to me 
and I'll come close to you. God didn't move. He is always there with open arms. He is in here, but he is also everywhere. And he says to his sons and his daughters, would you just draw near to me? Would you just take some time to come into my presence? For there are things that I desire to show you. And there are some things that I desire to do in you and for you and through you. Come near to me. Draw near to me. Come close to me. And I will come close to you. What a great blessing it is to have him drawing near to us as we draw near to him. Somebody say amen. Hebrews says it like this. Let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. Draw near. I pray that this week that all of us, including Pastor Mark, would draw near to him. That we would draw closer to him. You know, when we draw near, it enables us to hear. It just came up out of my spirit. When we draw near it will enable us to hear. Hear what? Hear His voice. Get His direction. Receive His wisdom. How many of you right now are looking to the Lord for some direction in your life? Amen? It's good to to bounce things off other brothers and sisters in the Lord, but it's always better to get direction from headquarters. Are you listening to me? And so that ties in real well with that word acknowledge in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths amen draw near and you will be able to hear amen is that your prayer let us therefore fearlessly and confidently draw near to the throne of grace see it's true jesus said it like this and this is true for salvation but it's all true also true for every believer He said, he that comes to me, I will not cast him out. (laughs) We can say it in context of what we're saying to to, to this morning is, he that draws near to me, I won't shut him down. I won't say I'm too busy. Don't you know I've got a universe to run? Just chill out. T.D. Jakes is at the throne right now. You're about a millionth in line. That's not the kind of God we serve. We serve a God who favors all of his kids. Come close to Him. Amen. Hearing from headquarters is extremely important in this day and this hour. Everything was done so that you and I could come. We are invited into fellowship. We have a holy invitation to a glorious visitation. Now, in His presence, and we could talk all day along this line we're not going to do it but we looked at three important things to connect with his presence number one acknowledge amen number two is to draw near right draw near what was number three anybody know what number three was just simply come to him come to his word amen just simply come come to him. Now here's what happens in your life and in my life in his presence. 
This is how I got this message. In his presence, we will be, number one, quickened. Number one, in his presence, we will be quickened. 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 Quickened in our spirit. Quickened in our soul. Quickened in our body. For Romans 8.11 says, Since the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, what will he do? He will quicken your mortal body by his spirit that does what? His spirit dwells in you and his spirit who dwells in you will quicken you. He will quicken me. He's quickening me right now. Amen? He's quickening me right now. How about you? How about you over here in this section? Is he quickening you? Praise the Lord. Is he quickening you? Not only can he quicken, now listen folks, he can not only quicken your spirit, but he can quicken your soul. He can make you and I have a quick understanding. A quick understanding is available to every believer that will draw near. For the word of the Lord would say unto us today, we already have the mind of Christ. And we have a sound mind. We have a stable mind. Amen? Stability for unstable days. We are stabilized in Him. He'll quicken your soul. He can quicken a dead relationship. He can quicken a dead pocketbook. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. Amen. We serve a God who makes alive the dead. He raised Jesus from the dead. What makes us think that he won't quicken our mortal bodies, quicken our soul, quicken our pocketbooks, quicken our marriages? (coughs) Amen. So in his presence, we will be quickened. Take advantage of being in the presence of God. Amen. Number two, in his presence, we will be changed. We will be changed. Changed by his presence. Transformed by the very presence of the Lord. For the scripture says, all of us as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being changed, transfigured. And we are going from glory to glory. We're going from presence to presence. Transformation has taken place in my life. These past 42 years, it's been a journey. Great transformation, great changes has God worked in my life. And you can say the same thing for your life. If you're open to Him, if you'll make yourself available to go to the potter's wheel, He will mold you. And you'll discover, even though it doesn't happen overnight, you'll discover over the process of time that you and I are becoming more like Him every day. His presence will change you. It'll it'll transform you. It'll take you out of bad attitudes and bring you into God attitudes. It'll take you from being an impatient rascal to a patient believer in Christ Jesus. It'll transform you to the degree that once you were selfish, but now you are sold out for Him and you are selfless in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. 
It'll change you. It'll change you. The presence of God will change you. That's why I'm a strong advocate of not just sitting at home and having church at home. I think that there's great value in the corporate anointing where we can come and we can be changed by His presence. Oh, Transformation. Transformation. Changed. Changed. Oh, Jesus. Changed by the presence of God. I thank God that God has given me the ability to sit at the feet of some of the most wonderful men and women of God in the land because in that atmosphere, in that atmosphere of presence, changes have taken place in my life. Hallelujah. Say it with me. Change me, Lord. Take me now from glory to glory. Number three, here's what His presence will do. In His presence, we will be strengthened. And along with strength comes joy. So in His presence, we will be strengthened and experience great joy. I mean, just... Last Wednesday night, for example, I was tired when I came to church. When I got to church, man, I was turned into another man. The glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord came upon us. Strengthened. But along with strength comes joy. Notice with me in Psalm 16 and verse 11. Psalm 16, verse 11. See, this is a choice that we make every day. I'm choosing the presence of God over the pressure. When numbers don't line up, when things look bad, when things like they're going south, I'm choosing life. I'm choosing faith. I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing to take a stroll down Hallelujah Hallway, and it may even turn into a run. Amen. When I hear bad reports, I look to the good report. I choose not to live in the bad land of bad report. I choose to live in the land of good report. Amen? And that is choosing His presence. See, what we yield to will make all the difference in the world. Because the pressure is there. The test is coming. But don't forget, the presence of the Lord will trump it. If you'll connect with it. Now notice Psalm 16 verse 11. Would you read it with me? He says, Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence. Wow. Look at that verse. In thy presence, he didn't say there's partial joy. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Is it wise then to connect with His presence so that we can experience fullness of joy. What if we don't connect with His presence? Will we experience fullness of joy? At thy right hand. See, this is part of drawing near, and it PT drawing near at that right hand. At thy right hand, what is there? There are pleasures, Raul. How long? So fullness of joy and the joy of the Lord is our strength. 
So along with the package of his presence comes strength and joy and pleasures forevermore. Number four. You still here? Number four. In his presence, we will be quickened. Number two, we will be changed. Number three, praise the Lord, we'll be strengthened and made joyful. And then number four, in his presence, you and I can be refreshed. Amen? Anybody ever been out in a hot July summer day working real hard and, you know, needing to take a shower? Yeah. What you're saying is, I need to be refreshed. You know, down south, they, they have iced tea, but they also have sweet tea. You know what sweet tea is? I want some sweet tea. You order sweet tea at Sizzler, they'll look at you like you're nuts. They don't know what sweet tea is. But sweet tea refreshes those from the south. And I've discovered this, that biscuits and gravy also refresh a girl... <laughs> from Pawnee County. <laughs> so we'll be refreshed. Everyone say refreshed. refreshed. In other words, at one time we were fresh, but we need continually refreshings of the Holy Spirit. Acts 3.19. Acts 3.19. Notice this. Repent ye therefore and be converted. Somebody says, well, I haven't been in the presence lately. I've been you know, there's been other things that have crept into my life and I've, I've lost my priorities. Well, just repent. Don't feel condemned about it. Just repent. Just repent and say, okay, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go the other way. I know what to do and I'm going to do it. So repent and be changed. That your sins may be blotted out so that when times of refreshing come from where? Presence. The presence of the Lord. Let me just say this. If I have sin in my life, I'm one of the quickest guys to repent that you'll ever know. And I'm not talking about adultery and I'm not talking about, you know, pornography and those things. I'm just talking about attitudes or maybe having a sharp word for my wife or just something like that. I'm quick to repent. How about you? If someone wrongs me, I don't wait until the sun goes down to forgive him, I forgive him right on the spot. And now feelings will come. Amen. Feelings of wanting to take him outside and pray for him all night. But those are symptoms, just like symptoms of disease. We resist those. See, folks, once you've forgiven a person, settle it in your spirit. And when the enemy comes knocking on the door with the imaginations of what they did and what they said, you just cast those down and say, Devil, I resist you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I have forgiven that person or those persons. And then you go into prayer mode for them. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. Not only are you releasing faith for them, but you are also releasing yourself from the bondage of bitterness. And from the reality of resentment. Resentment will bog us down. Resentment will keep us out of the presence of God. But having a loving, forgiving heart will enable you to stay in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Amen? So don't hold on to things that will keep you out. Let them go. 
Let go of all bitterness and resentment. Let go of everything and anything that would inhibit you from coming into the presence of the Lord. Now, that's a good word. The Amplified says it this way. So that times of refreshing, recovering from the effects of heat, every one of us are going to face some fiery trials. But God's recovery process from the effects of heat is not sweet tea. It's Him. The reviving with what kind of air? Fresh air. And there have been a lot of fires here recently and the air hasn't been real fresh. But oh, what a glorious day it is when the wind starts moving and the fires go out and there's a reviving with fresh air. I'm telling you, there's a revival that's available for me. There's a revival that's available for you. Revival is not so much for the world. Revival is for the church. Reviving with fresh air, that it may come from the presence of the Lord. For His presence brings joy, and His presence brings refreshing. Let's lift our hands right now. Glory to God. Let's just praise Him for a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to pray in the Spirit or pray in English just a minute. Yes, Lord, times of refreshing, times of refreshing. Lord, we let go of anything and everything or anybody. We let them go in the name of Jesus. And we choose, we choose faith, we choose love, we choose forgiveness. Oh, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. So determine in your own spirit that you are going to be one of the revived. Don't look to man to revive you. Don't look to some sort of revival meeting to revive you. Oh, certainly, you can be changed in that atmosphere. But know this, saith the Lord, that there is revival for you available every day of your life. So acknowledge me and come to me and live for me and you will see great change and great refreshing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Then lastly, because of His presence, you and I, can be protected. Everyone say protection. protection. Belongs, to me. Belongs to me. In Psalm 91, let me just quote it to you. Psalmist said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then he said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress. He is my God. In Him I confidently trust. And in Him I completely rely on. In other words, David was saying, He's the Most High God. He is El Shaddai. And I've chosen to live my life under His wing and in His presence. And as a result, no evil is going to befall you. Can you say that with me? No evil is going to befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling oh my goodness I just saw something I saw this 
those that will live under the shadow of the Most High and those that will live under His protection. Not only will you be protected, but you can speak from that place a word over your loved ones and you can declare the word of the Lord and you can declare protection over your family in the name of Jesus. For your faith-filled words will not only work for you, but your faith-filled words contain power that will go forth and work on the behalf of your loved ones. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? I believe it. I believe it and I receive it. Hallelujah. Pleading the blood over your children. In the name of Jesus... I plead the blood of Jesus over my children, over my grandchildren, over all my loved ones. Devil, you cannot touch them. They belong to God. And the angels of the Lord are encamped around about them every day of their life. Now, don't let that slip. Don't let that slip. Because the enemy walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Don't let truth like you've heard today slip. Stay with it. Stay strong in it. Hallelujah. Psalm 31.20 says this. Psalm 31.20. This is ours, right? Thou shalt hide them... In the secret of thy, what? From the pride of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. In other words, what people may be saying about you. The presence of God will protect you. Another translation says you hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from the schemes of men from quarrelsome tongues. Engulfed in his presence, you are Protected. And lastly, go to Psalm 9, verse 1 through 3. I told you we're going to go to about 1030. It's 1024. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to be done early. About 1026. Maybe 1027. I'm going to ask the musicians to come, if you would, just for a moment. Hallelujah. It's good in this room today. It's good. We're feasting on manna from heaven. We're choosing His presence over pressure. Psalm 9-3, I will, let's read it together. I will praise Thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all Thy marvelous works. Verse 2, I will be glad and rejoice in Thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Verse 3. When my enemies are turned back, read that again. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall. So when his presence is in manifestation, it defeats the enemy. Let's all stand up and rejoice and thank God for the word. Thank God for His presence today.